today on From A to Ziggy, Dead Against It. I don't know a great deal about Brother of Suburbia. It is not an album I'm familiar with. Mike's just played it to me to refresh my memory. I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) This will be edifying listening. It's a tough one. I'll I'll cover the shortfall on that one. Well, if there's one thing that Bowie fans really, really like, it's criticism. (laughs) Yes, yes. Which which we learned the hard way on the first episode. Yeah. Is that right? Did you guys get a lot of feedback on the first episode? We got we got some. Not a lot. Uh, it, we we got a couple of comments, but all the, of which were negative. People who do get in touch uh, were felt very uh, antagonised by what we said. They felt we weren't appropriately reverential. I they were, oh uh, well, yeah. You, you guys are doing it in an in a uh, in an order that, in one sense, makes some sense. But in another way, I mean, it's not alphabetical, so I can't really relate. <laughs> it doesn't really make sense. Uh, you're sort of jumping around through the alphabet, and it's just kind of like not really. I mean, chronology is so illogical, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, we should have just started with Space Oddity and then come back later to laugh at it once people realize we actually liked Bowie. No, I think if you take the long view... Uh, in the end, it's going to turn out. Well, our view was it's basically it's all uphill from there. Yeah, like exactly. That's it's <laughs> just not a good album. No, it's not. It's, <laughs> there's no nostalgia for it. It's just oh, it's just it's just horrible twee sixties pop whimsy. Yeah. But anyway, our thoughts on that are available online. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we've discussed we've covered it. it. We've discussed it exhaustively. But uh, so yes, speaking of. Uh, albums that don't necessarily go over well. We're talking about Dead Against It. This is from A to Ziggy. My name's Thomas. Travis, unfortunately, is on assignment this week. Uh, and I'm very pleased to have with me... We're the stand-ins. <laughs> yeah, we're <laughs> Well, I'm Adam. And I'm Mike, and uh, we have our own Bowie podcast called Breaking Glass, the Bowie Catalogue where we basically go through every single David Bowie album chronology. Where we do exactly the same thing as what you are doing, just in a less logical way. Because, of course, alphabetization is the way forward. That's, a, that's the main one. We weren't man, men enough to... Uh, no, 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 that's our take home from this, is yeah. that realistically we, we, we've gone about it all wrong. Yeah, It's the... Uh, we're transatlantic counterparts, I like to think. Uh, yeah, in a way... Like we were saying off mic, chronologically makes sense mm. from a certain point of, point of view. <laughs> On a certain side of the Atlantic. I, but I think uh, we take the um, sort of Kurt Vonnegut, Slaughterhouse-Five kind of approach and just sort of jump through, come unstuck and jump through from place to place. <laughs> so, so, you know, famously, Slaughterhouse Five in the UK was burned on mass because people just could not comprehend the narrative structure. <laughs> Absolutely. So you know, we, we we need things much more regimented. I mean, here. when I read it, what I did was had to just rip chapters out and reorganise them. <laughs> I, I found myself spitting on the floor in rage. Just, I I mean, I can't. I, it's awful. <laughs> so, welcome to our awful podcast. Uh, we're very pleased to have you guys with us. And today we're talking about uh, Dead Against It Yay. from The Buddha of Suburbia, 1993. And this is, this is among the more upbeat uh, numbers on the album. Yes, definitely. 
which uh, you don't, you don't care for, Adam. Do I'll you? be over here. Yeah, if you, you need you, me. You, um, yeah. <laughs> if you haven't got anything nice to say, which is why I'll be quiet. <laughs> Please do. Yeah, it's it's a very cheerful number. It's a very cheerful riff. Sure. Uh, very very early nineties Euro, Euro pop sounding as well. Yeah, I got I got a kind of a shoegaze vibe from this one. Hmm. Almost like uh, like if you took Pale Saints and put a drum machine in it. Yeah. Or if you played uh, took a tape uh, a cassette tape of Jesus and Mary Chain and sort of played it on fast forward. It's got that sort of wash of sound and the sort of low mumbled voices and then the that sort of pounding beat. Yeah, you're right. No, it's, it's, it's got a really expansive sound to it. And I also think it sounds a little bit Japanese pop. Yeah. It could be to be from the tempo and just, you know, it's just very happy sounding. Yeah, it's definitely... So I, I look through Nicholas Pegg's book a lot to consult <clears> for these episodes. And was it that one? Or the other big source that we use for this uh, show is Chris O'Leary's blog, Pushing Ahead of the Dame. I don't know if you guys... I've read that. No, not for me, that one. It's been referred Excellent to. Excellent blog. Huh? Yeah, yeah, it was mentioned in some of the criticism we got for the first episode. Oh, okay, right. Well, I, I have my own sources, so thank you. <laughs> Which shall remain nameless. <laughs> the cigarette smoking man. Yeah. <laughs> well, John, what have you got for me this week? <laughs> um, but one of those guys described it as caffeinated. It's definitely got sort of a... It's it's a kind of a wired sound to it. Like it need not be as fast as it is yeah, to, that's to a good point. put across the message that it does. But there it is. It's had about four four too many shots of espresso in its morning latte. Do you think because on the whole album, it's it's you know you got things on there like the mysteries and sex in the church. Do you think he just wanted a really just fast like up tempo number as well to kind of shift the average? Yeah, maybe. Because, uh, yeah, I really, I really like Bird Suburbia, but yeah, some songs on it are quite, you know, slow and, like, the mysteries, it's very thoughtful and pondering and it's very retrospective, whereas I think Dead Against It just sounds like he's going for funky, poppy number. Yeah. And the lyrics in it aren't fantastically, uh, you know, <laughs> well, it's not one of his finest numbers. It's crap! <laughs> <laughs> Go back over there. We're having a conversation. You were absolutely right when it sounds like Europop. It doesn't fit in the album. It doesn't fit in the decade. I agree that it sounds caffeinated. Mm. But it, it, to me, it sounds like a toddler that somebody's given caffeine to. It's irritating. Well, he's got a lot of basic rhyming structure in it. He's, well, he likes rhyming. Coke, eloped, <laughs> roped. Yeah, well, he's, <laughs> that. he's broadened his palette by that point. Then, it, yeah. it does sound like one he kind of dashed off a bit, I grant you. A casual, Which I think, tossed off song. Yeah. Which I think was the point. I think, uh, so the structure of this, the songs on this album tends to be, they start out with the, the themes that he wrote for the TV play, the BBC play. Mm. And uh, he, he describes in the liner notes how he sort of takes the theme and more or less repeats it on a loop and plays with the the faders on the mixing console and adds more stuff to it uh, and then just sort of like tries to expand it into a five or six minute song from, you know, whatever the 
whatever the original theme was, like 30 seconds. So just sort of, the point of most of these songs is just to fill out the time and to throw as many clashing ideas at it mm. as he can. Which, if anything's going to clash, it's these words. Mm. Yeah, because the, the music is, yeah, it's layer upon layer. And then over the top of it, you've got these very basic vocals and lyrics. And I mean, uh, vocally, he doesn't really overstretch himself here. Vocally, it's one of those more muted affairs. Yeah. And yeah, the whole Buddha Suburbia soundtrack thing was kind of odd because in the show itself, they didn't use any of this music. So it was all based around this idea of looking back on the 60s and 70s during the period where the, the show is actually set and then taking his influences from there. But even saying that, I, I don't hear a lot of 60s and 70s influence in this music, particularly on Dead Against It. Yeah. No, it's I've read that it was, it was meant to be inspired, it's supposedly inspired by uh, the late 70s uh, New Wave, mm. like Blondie. It's apparently similar to some Blondie songs. Yeah, I don't get that. I don't get that influence either. I don't catch on to that listening to the album. That is the other sort of seventies. Picked up on. What about you? Was well, not more than the whole album or the song? Oh, well, either really. But no, like, not really. No, but yeah, like you say in the Lydian notes, that's what he says. He's trying to look back on the music of the period to draw inspiration from it. Well, right. fine. It, it, it doesn't. To your ears doesn't have that? No, no, it doesn't at all. But I don't think it does to yours either. No, not really. No, <laughs> no. no Sex in the Church doesn't sound like something that would have been out in the late 60s. Oh, yeah. That's definitely a, uh, a 90s. Uh, yeah. A very timely 90s. Brooding with 90s. That's one I can't wait to talk about, though. That's one I quite like. Mm. Uh, all the best songs, it turns out, most of the best songs... Uh, begin with S. Yeah. Looking through our list of songs that are coming up. You got Station to Station. Yes. You got Starman, mm-hmm. Stay, Sex in the Church. Yeah. Uh, I'm blanking out on the rest. Suffragette City, yeah. Suffragette City. God, you've got a lot of letters to plough through first. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. we've only got about what? We, I mean, we've done some of those songs. Yeah, we've done some of them. And we've only got a couple of episodes before we can get to the the, yeah. the, the good S's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm looking forward to Station Station. Um, yeah. yeah, but we're not we're not even covering bonus tracks or anything like that. We're just giving them a brief mention mm. and singles. Right. We're purists. Yeah, <laughs> yeah stick to the album. Stick to the album in chronological order. It's the only acceptable way of doing this. <laughs> Otherwise, we vomit. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is a pretty. This song's got a pretty basic structure as far as bits and pieces being thrown together. Um, the lyrics, kind of uh, impenetrable. Yeah, I could It seems to be about an, a relationship. Yeah. You couldn't find a story? Well, yeah, I couldn't find really. You yeah. basically found a story in Moon Age Daydream. Mm, well. Which takes some doing. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, uh, I still have yet to listen to that one. Well, um, it's miles away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never heard that song. Moon Age, Moon Age, what you say? Daydream. <laughs> uh, can't can't wait to hear it. No, I mean your episode on it. I haven't listened to oh, the Ziggy right. episode yet. Yeah, I like to think that. I like to think that I'm listening to these songs for the very first time. I've never heard any Bowie song, and I'm just going through the whole catalog alphabetically. Yeah, just on a lark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the only other thing I really had for Dead Against It is the gu- guitar sound to me really sounds like a 
a Nintendo game. It does. It, is that a guitar? Because it, it sounds, it's so distorted and so high-pitched and squealy. I, I thought it was a synthesizer. Really heavily treated. Um, guitar, would it have been Reeves? It would have been Reeves, I think, at this point. Reeves Gabriel. I think it's... So this, the, there's only two performers on this album. It's uh, Bowie and Erdal Kizilke. Ah. Multi-instrumentalist Erdal Kizilke. So it's just those two ah. in Montreux oh, hey, yeah. just hold up and coming up with stuff, banging stuff out in six days. I was going to say, wasn't yeah, the whole album was written in a really short space of time, which would yeah. probably explain the lyrics on here. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, lyrics inspired by, you can read in the liner notes again, the cut-up uh, process. of uh, uh, Burroughs. Yeah, Burroughs. So he'd just be like, Iman, can you fax me over some words from the, uh, the box of words I have? <laughs> that box of that box. words I've been dragging just around. Put, you know, like, you know how it works, my love. You just put your hand in there, put some words on the table, and just fax me over what you get. Yeah, yeah. I've got rid of all the time and love references when Angie left. So, yeah. <laughs> the box of lyrics. Which uh, this this whole cut up thing he describes as uh, an interesting thing in the liner notes in the 2007 version. There's two different versions of this album. Yeah. And they, he sort of edits down the liner notes, but he adds a little thing in the 2007 one where he describes the cut-up method as f***ing with the fabric of time, which is an interesting reference because that's also how Tony Visconti referred to the, the Eventide yes. uh, processor, the one that, uh, was it the one that, that made the trademark sound for low, the, uh, the drum sound. The one that Eno had in a suitcase. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, he probably thought, oh, I heard that great phrase somewhere. I can't place where I heard it from. And someone yeah. probably reminded, you know, it was a Tony, yeah? Oh, crap. Oh, it's written to... down and everything. Oh, they printed it. I forgot Tony was there. Oh, it was just, <laughs> in my head, it's just me and Brian. <laughs> Everybody forgets poor Visconti. Poor Visconti. Not to accuse Bowie of, uh, of, of nicking uh, verbatim any, any particular phrase or idea. It probably just came up, you know, bubbled up out of his subconscious, as things happen tend to do in a yeah. Burrosian kind of way. Such, such a cultural sponge. Yeah. All these ideas seeping in. Do you know when, um, when his brother died, he sent a note to the funeral, but basically just said, it basically paraphrased Roy Batty's speech from Blade Runner. Oh, that's right. And it says, you've seen things we couldn't imagine. and things. I just thought... You're David Bowie. You just nicked the script from Blade Runner to write your own step, your half brother's funeral. That's pretty. Yeah, but lame. It, remember, in his head. Oh, he 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 thought that up. Yeah, yeah, he, he would have believed that <laughs> he had seen attack ships on fire. <laughs> yeah. There you go. My God, I'm good at this. <laughs> I should write screenplays. <laughs> I mean, I think I genuinely think there's. Probably he thought he'd thought of a lot of stuff. <laughs> Perhaps, yeah. He probably thinks he invented drum and bass. Probably thinks he invented the internet. <laughs> he, he did invent Bowie Bonds and thus caused the crash of the entire financial market. Yeah, cheers, Dave. Yeah, yeah. well done, Dave. So, uh, speaking, speaking of, uh, of those two things, both the internet and drum and bass, we'll be talking about those things very soon. One thing I do want to do before we wrap up we, we usually end with some sort of a, a rating because uh, it, your, your opinions really don't matter unless you can f- assign hard 
numbers. Oh, it needs to be to quantified. Them. Absolutely, yeah, it's got to be. What's uh, what's our racing system here? Uh, anywhere from one to five, and oh. we generally choose a, a metric that has something to do with uh, with the song or our discussion of the song. I mean, I designed it an arbitrary number from one to five. Okay, I won't lie to you; it's not one of the higher ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't imposed any form of metric. I've simply gone with the subjective judgment. I don't like it <laughs> as such. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'll go straight ahead. I'll be the, I'll be that guy. You be the guy. I'll spearhead this one or two. <laughs> one really? It's bad. <laughs> Not that bad. It's, it's got simplistic lyrics over a Euro pop beat. It sounds like Aqua trying to write an indie record. It's not very good. I think you just summed it up. But I think we're done here, yeah. Uh, meh, alright. Anyway, my two cents. Gentlemen, please. So a one or two from Adam. I'm going to go. I stand by it. <laughs> sure. Look, at, look how, how <laughs> proud you are. I'm feeling self-satisfied. You just got to stand over and look out the window. I am, actually, I am. Arms behind your back. Yeah. What I've done there is criticise a man who's dead. <laughs> And is in no way in a position to answer back. Proud of yourself? Yeah, I'll live with it. Okay. I'm going to sit on the fence a little bit and go for a free. Okay. All right, Switzerland. So, I yeah, the lyrics are simple as balls, but uh, I I like I like the cheerful music. Fair uh, enough. It's up tempo. It's nice. It's bouncy. It's a good one if you're walking along. You get a little bit of a bounce going. Mm-hmm. And Thomas, it is upbeat. Uh... I'm more in the uh, on the low low end of the spectrum here. Uh, uh, okay. I'm going to go with a two, a two or two. Definitely a two. He's <laughs> a man of taste. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's not up there for me. It's just it just doesn't really do it for me. I I can't believe this ended up on the B side of Buddha. <laughs> I thought there were better songs on that album, but yeah, I think you you might have been trying to court that. Slowly waning pop audience. Yeah, you know, it, yeah. It wouldn't work as well for you. Although, did did he release "Strangers When We Meet" off this? Because I know he redid it for outside, but did he actually release it as a single? Not, not, not on its own. Not as a single on its own. I think it showed up as a B side along with the remake, right? On a single. But uh, yeah, "Strangers When We Meet" that would have been a great single. Yeah. And another, uh, another S to look forward to. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. See, they're all the Supermen as oh, well. Oh, oh yeah. Savior Machine as well. Yeah. Wow, Savior Machine. S is what a strong letter. He really lumped them right there. Space there Oddity the as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Wow, so Soul love. Hmm. <laughs> Damn, I'm So anyway. Somebody up there likes me? Yeah. Yes. God, I've been listening to that a lot lately. <laughs> That's a great song. D really was a, wasn't a great letter for him. No. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. D D's been a pretty good letter so far, I think. But uh, dead against it, sort of down there. Uh, no more than middling between the three of us. No, I mean, mm. I, I'm only being as <laughs> upbeat on it is because it, it's, it's pleasant. It's pleasant yeah. musically for You're me. Just trying to be nice. Yeah, yeah. I just, yeah. And I like that album overall, so I've got I got kind of against the album. I don't, I don't care for the song. Well, it's just one of those things, you know, when you like an album as a whole, you're kind of a bit more affectionate to some of the lesser qualities on it. Undeniably true. Yeah, you forgive it a little bit more. Well, it's like I've got a far 
softer spot for the Sun and Sun Club pinups simply because that album I like a lot. Yeah. Whereas hmm. it's, to me it's <clears throat> throwaway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, anything else about Dead Against It before we move move on? Dear God, no. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I think we've covered as much as we can, really, on that I one. I think the two of you were terribly generous to it, <laughs> and you've given it far more airtime than it necessarily merits. So well done you, honestly. Yeah. Fair enough. So, until next time, uh, do you guys want to give, uh, do you guys want to do a uh, sort of a, what's it called? Do you have a clipped show? What do they call it when someone appears on a show? Do you have a, Do you want to promote your... Tell, oh, us, tell the audience where you can be found. Sell our wares. Whore ourselves. Whore ourselves. Uh, yeah, um, if, you, if you're interested in hearing a chronological album-by-album album <laughs> run-through of uh, Bowie's work, we, uh, you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. If you're interested in hearing the same thing in a different order. In a different way, <laughs> with different accents. Uh, yeah, we are breaking glass. The Bowie catalogue. Our, our, our podcast tends to last a bit more like the, the hour and twenty minute kind of mark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As we trundle through them. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, yeah. Please, please that's come on. That's what we do. Yeah, that's that's our position. All right, do check that out. Until uh, next time, uh, my name's Thomas. You guys are Adam and Mike, and we will uh, we'll see you next time. Cheerio. Thanks. <laughs> Say it's true. They got a message for.